0: The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name's Gavin, and my name is Next Gen Daniel. Hello, Next Gen Daniel. Hey, you been bricking lately?
1: Oh, uh, every day of my life, dude.
0: <laughs> every time you try yeah. the rest,
1: huh? Yeah. You got to keep me in low power mode, or I brick immediately.
0: Uh Daniel, what do you say? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> forgive me, Next Gen Daniel. Yes. No. No worries. What do you say to the criticism that the games that I can currently play on your body are very different from previous gen? In fact, they almost look the same? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you say to that? What do you well, say to the kids at home?
1: I'd say it's all in the eye of the, the beholder. It's all on how you hold my body and how you look at it in <laughs> a certain light.
0: <laughs> where, where I plug you in. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what corner of the room I'm at. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, happy next-gen Christmas, man. Yeah, we got happy- a big console launch, right? Big one. Big one. Two this big, big bitch. Two big ones. <laughs> yeah, we're pointing at a gigantic PlayStation 5 that looks like... I don't know, fucking spaceship from uh, Steven Spielberg's Taken. Uh, Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. No, really? It was a sci-fi channel original series. Uh, It was like a fucking eight-parter. It was like a generational thing where Mm -hmm. it was like different generations are dealing with the UFOs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. This looks like... There's this one scene where whenever they walk into, like, the crash saucer, like, people, mm-hmm. like, start bleeding out of their um, their noses if they get stuck in there for, like, more than 15 minutes. So they have to, like, cycle out researchers. Okay. Because it's just like, oh, my, my head, it's hurting. I feel like if I were to walk in your PlayStation, it would be the same thing. Right? I'd just start bleeding out of my nose. And I'd be like, what's going on? Where's Knack? <laughs> I think that would be a better...
1: Um demo than we got with astro's playroom which takes place inside
0: of a ps5 oh really? yeah. <laughs> Did you start bleeding out of your nose this is the power of playstation <laughs> play is unlimited <laughs> greatness awaits uh, cycle me out
1: <laughs> but yeah no exciting times i feel like um it's it's gamer christmas left and right we had two launches this week between xbox series x and s uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the week and then what was it thursday we had the PS5, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of excitement in the air.
0: I, I love it. A lot of excitement, a lot of people uh, bitching about bugs mm-hmm. and crashes and stuff. Well, we got a news article, or news story on our show uh, mm-hmm. about one of those issues, because I like to think of this program as a public service. Mm-hmm. We're here to help you, the gamers, um, and we use our, our news stories to kind of, how would you say, improve people. Oh. I think that's what it is. Because it's not about the news, right? That gets old, right? It's like, why would I listen to an episode from three years ago to mm-hmm. hear about what we think about Breath of the Wild? Sure. No, 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 no. People no, do no, it, no. though. No, it's it's about the, the connection and unity and the message of the save room. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. your neighborhood-friendly podcast. True. And don't use rest mode right now on your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I'm using it right now. Don't, no, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> miles is <of>
1: screaming, <laughs> oh I mean, I don't have any games like in a suspended state right now, so I should be fine.
0: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, let me get the preamble right out of the way. Do it. Sir, this is episode one 3 Okay, we're in November 2020. Uh, you can find us... Wait, I forgot something. I forgot a joke. You forgot a joke. <laughs> oh no! It, the kids. What will what, what the kids do? How <laughs> will they find us? Oh, <laughs> I thought the, the quippy joke. Oh, I'm out of jokes. That's all right. My brain's soft these days.
1: Yeah, brain soft. <sighs> and I think the the daylight savings of like the sun setting at like 4:35
0: just really throws me off completely. It sucks. Yeah, this living inside is not like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Daniel, I got a question for you. And I, I was wondering all this. Answers. So like, I'm playing Yakuza: Like a Dragon, which mm-hmm. I think is a phenomenal game. But one of the things in the game is that uh, main character Ichiban mm-hmm. is thrown into prison for 18 years. How do people deal with that? Because, like, I can't even do, like, eight months inside without, like, my, my mind transforming. <laughs> like, how? Could you imagine 18 I, years? I guess on a long enough timeline, you just
1: get used to it.
0: Really? But I know
1: it does probably drive people, people mad.
0: Yeah, a little um, baddie, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can only survive off of the Bible and, you know, jail books for so long. Is that all they give them? They <laughs> give them, the, here's the Bible, <laughs> and that's it? I, I think there's, like, TV, like, closed circuit TV they and can they watch. They TV. They might have games. Yeah. Maybe they have Parcheesi. I
0: don't know. There's a, there's a rec mm-hmm. center. A lot of people get really buff Look, in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Not, we're not getting buff and quarantine. No, we're really not. We so are not. we should probably
1: take some, some tips and maybe get some dumbbells and yeah. and, and kind of commit to a routine.
0: What kind of routine are we talking about? Like, like looking at the dumbbells and feeling guilty? Basically. Is that's... that, cause I, I can do enough of
1: that. Yeah. That's, I do too much of that in my daily anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like if yeah. we had
1: an exercise machine, I feel like we would just, we would use it pretty hard for like a week
0: and then stop using it. I don't know. I would use an elliptical pretty consistently, especially if I knew that, like, I spent a lot of money on it because mm-hmm. I would be like, I need to get my money's worth out of that shit. Right. At least I tell myself. But like ellipticals are easy, you know, because like I can put on a little podcast. I could, I could put on my favorite podcast, actually, the save room, uh, the greatest fucking <laughs> podcast about video games ever. Yeah. Which can be found on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show, and Stitcher, bitch. You say you don't have jokes anymore. That was, that <laughs> that was, was a, good. I, I, I was trying to think, like, fuck, I dug a hole here. <laughs> and I need to come back somehow. Hey, you found your way out. I like it. I like oh, it. Oh, there we go. There we go. Anywho. Well, those
1: are the places you can find us in the ear space. You can also find us uh, being easy on the eyes over at twitch.tv. <clears throat> Kevin on twitch.tv slash The Red Herb. Hi. Playing Yakuza. Like a dragon these yeah, days. Yeah, we.
0: I brought back a a, a, a fan favorite, Drunk Yakuza, mm. uh, in which I just drink on a Friday and play Yakuza, and it was a resounding success last night. Yeah, you had a lot of numbers, a lot of people, a hanging lot of numbers. Out. Numbers are the only reason I do it. It's not about <laughs> community. Um, <laughs> no, it was really fun, okay. actually. It looked like a blast. I, I mean, I don't want to like you know get too reviewy or anything mm-hmm. like that about Yakuza, but I am eleven hours into the game already, mm-hmm. and. Let me just say it, dude. I, I don't want to circle around it, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I want to put my tongue right on that clit. Here we go. Oh. Uh, what? <laughs> I think this is the best yakuza game I've ever played. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. So I you, said it. You're you're punching hard against the naysayers who say that this goes against the yakuza formula. That that the JRPG elements are kind of out of place. Like you you think everything that this game brings to the table, the
0: story, the characters, combat, JRPG, all that, it's working. I think we should get an elliptical and dumbbells Mm -hmm. so I can train myself so I can get like really strong and hard so I can come after these naysayers and beat them within an inch of their life. Beat them with a personal massager. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That I bought from a a sex shop (laughs) that also sells armor. (laughs) It's the best kind of sex shop. I don't know, I, I maybe maybe you should put, like, uh, uh, I don't know, a filter on me or something. Because mm-hmm. I do also remember this year me saying that, like, The Last of Us Part 2 was a perfect 10. Mm-hmm. And now I, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've long walked away from that. I think it was just in the moment, like, just recency a bias. Maybe. Yeah. The recency bias of me having, like immediately beat it and then podcasted about it we shouldn't do that
1: <laughs> no, we should ne- we should always we podcast about the thing we played like a month later
0: yeah a month later and be like hey do you still like it and be like eh, i don't know
1: <laughs> i mean i i've been kind of going back to it here and there because i'm trying to clean up on the platinum and it still holds up still an amazing game.
0: i don't even want to i don't know oh, then again if there's pro up or i'm sorry i mean to say if there's ps5 upgrades mm-hmm. that that don't get me going back mm. actually there's a lot of games i want to try on the ps5 when it comes out for kevin because i don't have one and daniel has Uh, one because sony fucking forsook me (laughs) sir
1: they spat in your face
0: spat in my
1: fucking face. sean
0: laden herman
1: holst shuhei yushida greg miller all of them stood up in a line i don't know why greg miller's in the lineup but they all just spat
0: at you in turn yeah sorry we'll get back to the yakuza talk in a second i want to take a uh second side branch Mm -hmm. because you know opportunity Mm -hmm. um pretty fucked up, Sony. <laughs> I feel like I do a lot of the good work yeah. out there for them. I'm always evangelizing the Sony brand. Mm-hmm. My favorite buttons, triangle, square, circle, cross. What? Cross? What the saying? cross button? What? What button's that uh, is it on the back of it? The cross then What to give you it do you What do you do? You're making an X symbol. Yeah, I'm making an X, but they call it the cross now. Yeah, you're saying a different thing. I um <laughs> Weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm out there. I'm wearing, I'm repping the the brand. You know, I got a t-shirt, nothing but the symbols, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's a uh, sad, like sad state of affairs when you're waiting for a new PlayStation console at launch, and you're, you're just sitting like a sad puppy dog on, on my floor, like, looking at it as I'm playing a game, and...
0: I already have three PS5 games. You have so many games just waiting. They're just sitting. Begging to be played. Looking at me. I got the Demon Souls. I got the Miles Morales mm-hmm. I've got, uh, what's that other one? Valhalla. I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're all staring at me, Kevin. Hey, <laughs> limitless play. What, what are you doing? What's happening, Kevin? Looking pretty limited there, yeah. Kevin. Looking really. Li- thank you, Target. <laughs> Missed the target. Shit. Fucking got him. <laughs> but it should be here by Tuesday for you. It should so. be here by we'll Tuesday, hope. and I am on vacation. Hey. I took a vacation to to nestle up with my PlayStation Five <laughs> and love it. Um, but Yakuza is very good. Mm-hmm. I I actually I didn't feel too skeptical about like you know it going to JRPG style. I was mm-hmm. just wondering what that was, and from the footage, I was like, oh, it looks neat, and still looks like it's getting the heart of Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, getting it in your hands, here's like two big impressions for me. I still feel like I'm playing a beat up mm-hmm. oddly enough, even though it's not. It just has, like, kind enough... of tactical turn-based combat. Your tactical is, like, speed the fuck up, mm-hmm. is basically what the game's telling you. Like, it, you have to get your inputs in fast mm-hmm. because the enemies shift around the environment and they can circle around you. Oh. So you're actually motivated to be like, oh, let me use my big bat strike, like, almost as soon as I see him gathered up, right? But you, you can't just move around the map mm-hmm. like you could in old Yakuza's, right? so it's this it adds this layer of like hey be fast with your decision making but like you know it's on the fly tactics Mm -hmm. and it still feels like a Beat them up, but smart. It, mm. It's so interesting. That's,
1: that's a cool merging of ideas. Yeah, right there. the
0: combat's super kinetic for uh, turn-based. Like, if, think a little Persona. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of a Persona Five a lot. But like, introduces all these physics of like, hey, if there's if there's um, you know, a bike or you know, a cone in the way, mm-hmm. and you do your normal attack and walk over it, you'll automatically grab it and make it a part of your attack. Oh, that's cool. So there's like a dynamism mm. to the combat that's just so engaging. I've been getting into every fucking fight because I love it. <laughs> Like, I, I don't like turn-based games very much, mm-hmm. right? Or Maybe that's, like, a hard... Comment, you know? I don't know.
1: You're on record for saying, like, you don't like random encounters, you don't really like turn-based combat.
0: Yeah, and this game is totally that, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. <laughs> so that, that should go to show you that, like, this one does it so well. Yeah, I think that's that speaks volumes
1: to kind of how they mm-hmm. evolve the combat in in this JRPG format. Um, because in Standard Yakuza's, and Judgment even, like, you want to get into a fight. You want to beat up baddies. You want to yep. use your kind of... Um, Heat attacks and in the moment contextual melee because it feels great to do it. So it's awesome to hear that that translates really well to this sort of like turn based uh, field. It's
0: really well. It's really well done. And another big shout out that I want to give for the game is the English localization mm. is peerless. They broke the mold with judgment, and I'm glad to see them just continue on
1: with, with this one.
0: It's amazing. Like, the comedy works so well. The drama works very well. It's it's incredible to, like, play this game and not have to look at the lower third of the screen for the entire time. I can actually take in the mm-hmm. whole experience and see the expressions on people's faces and such. And that's another thing, too. Ichiban's a very expressive character. They wanted to make someone who's very much, like, the opposite of Kiryu. Mm -hmm. And that would be one complaint for me. is like, Kiryu is not a very emotive, Mm -hmm. like he's so super stoic that it's like a statue going from scene to scene for games that are like traditionally kind of like emotional. Mm -hmm. They've always had a protagonist. That's not emotional (laughs) is the interesting thing. He's always like very, very even temperament. You have to basically like harm a child for him to fucking break Mm -hmm. through like a wall (laughs) and like attack you with rage. Right. Um, where Ichiban is, Brash, he's very expressive, he's very just like, "Hey, fuck you, man." Like it's it's fun. He's a lot of fun to play as, and he's charming, too. And I love that his whole thing is that um despite being a yakuza <laughs> and despite going to prison for 18 years, his dream is to be a hero. He mm-hmm. loves Dragon Quest. That's referenced constantly in the game where he like that's why It's so funny that the framing of the combat and how the game mechanics work is because whenever he gets into his fight, a fight, his imagination takes over and he thinks he's playing Dragon Quest. That's so cool. It's fucking it's such a nice touch. It's so great (laughs) because
1: it bends into like the fantasy part of it too a little bit.
0: Yeah, where like, you know, enemies have this other guise when you get into the random encounter with them, where like it'll be just like a normal like Yakuza walking down the street, but then when you get into an encounter, he imagines them to be like this swole ass foe that he has to take down. It's got like chains and got like a crazy name and stuff, and it's like, yo, this game's got style just like dripping out of it. Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Yakuza seven is the truth, (laughs) sir. The truth like a dragon, it's like a beast. I think that game would hook you too. Everything's really well done. I'm really interested in picking it up. I just
1: don't want to start playing too many games at the same time and not be able to fully commit to one or the other. I understand. I know, as you awesome have, like, five games that just came <laughs> to you, like, all the same week. Um, I think I'll probably catch it in December. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale, maybe.
0: December?
1: Yeah. Or if it's not on sale, I'll just buy it at full price, because I really do want to invest in it and play it. Mm. But between, like, Spider-Man and Demon Souls, like, I just... I want to give it my full time because it seems like a really, really special experience. It is. And I just like everything I've seen from it so far. Like, coming coming in and watching you play it. Combat looks flashy. Story seems really, really it's cool. really good. The cast of characters, it seems like. Oh, this, your
0: party's so good. This motley
1: crew of characters that Nanba! in other circumstances wouldn't ever be together. Oh, but... you
0: know, actually, um, <laughs> so the the English VO for Nanba is mm. Greg Chun, who played uh, Tak, mm. uh, Yagami. In judgment. I knew he sounded familiar. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he's doing like the, the surly homeless man who befriends Ichiban. <laughs>
1: I like that his name in your party is just homeless guy.
0: That well, that's his job class. Oh, okay. Sorry. And you can you can change their job classes as you go like through the game. Oh, okay. Which is really cool. Like um I I adopted the hero class, so now mm-hmm. I have like fucking bludgeons for oh. Ichiban and stuff. Can you change classes for yeah. them entirely? Yeah! Interesting. This game's so fucking good! Mm. There's so many interesting things, and, like, it's it's all framed within... I'm still in the Yakuza world, so it's mm. not going to just be pure fantasy. It's like these kind of, what would be the the reality version of, like, a knight and stuff like that. It's mm. it's really funny. It's cool how they do it. I like that. Um, and it's cool to see that it doesn't just take place in Kamurocho, it
1: takes place yeah. in other locations as nah, well. Nah,
0: you start there, but you end up in another place, uh, Yokohama, basically, mm-hmm. for primarily the whole game and it's a big fucking map too like i was looking at the map and like when you zoom out you're like oh damn (laughs) there's a lot to go around here um i think i'm on chapter four at this point so i don't have my full party okay i just have my two dudes uh adachi who was fired from the dmv he's an ex-detective uh (laughs) and surly and then Nanba, who's a homeless man also surly but they like each other and their bond grows over time. And bond growing, just like Persona 5, is a mechanic in the game. Oh. You get and little different like attributes for kind of growing relationships with people. That is, that is people. correct. Okay. And ability and new skills and all sorts hmm. of shit. It's all great, dude. I want to max this game out. I want to see everything. <laughs> You're looking at the platinum pretty much. I'm hard looking for at it, the right? platinum where I was just like, hmm. Because, like, the combat's so good and so easy to pick up that I'm just, like, I can't see myself not wanting to, like, see as far as it goes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think um, you, you can go up to, like, level 70 or something. Oh, wow. I'm only, like, level 15 for most of my characters. I need to get there. I need to get there. I gotta wonder how long it is in, in total. It's gotta be, like, a 100-hour experience. They always are. It's gotta be, like, super late. Yeah, zero was, like, 150 hours if you did everything. And 50 hours of that was just, like, real estate management. Unfortunately. (laughs) Actually, I looked at the trophies. I think there's some sort of version of real estate management in the game. Oh. I'm not excited, but... This game so far has done everything right. Every mini game has been really cool. The theater mini game that I saw you play. Oh, the theater mini game. With is... the remrams. Oh, the remrams are <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, the, 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 the <laughs> this is theater. You have to pay like a thousand yen to to watch a movie, and the whole thing is that they play old classic films. And the joke is that most people can't stay awake during <laughs> these films. So a mini game erupts out of the concept of you having to stay awake. And these rem rams show up during the game. These fucking just men wearing uh, suits. Yeah, wearing like ram heads. With a ram head. (laughs) And they try to like hypnotize you to sleep using a spell. And you have to like hit either the face buttons or the d-pad to fucking just like whack them out. Mm -hmm. And then there's a a clock cock. (laughs) So like a rooster man shows up. And if you hit him, oh, that's a detriment to you. Yeah. Your score lowers. But if you don't hit him, he'll he'll hit two symbols together and it wakes you up. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> I and for the reward at the end of it is that it gives you like a stat boost. I forget which stat, but okay. it's like what is it a stat boost that stays with you yeah. or is it just okay. it's a permanent stat boost? Okay, cool. Yeah, because you have things like kindness and perception and, and all that kind of stat. It's 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 JRPG man, but. It's a Yakuza version of, J- of a JRPG, mm-hmm. right? Like, it still feels really true to the series. It's through and through a Yakuza game. There's still, you still have your high drama. You still mm-hmm. have your quirky comedy. You, you still have your have, heart. You yeah. have your wacky situations. And you even perverts. have diaper men. Yeah. <laughs> I had a diaper men uh, side plot happen last night, and it was pretty ridiculous, dude. Pretty fucking ridiculous. Have Freaking. you seen any of the summons yet? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's fucking crazy. Actually you get this one thing um, it's called pound mates. Hmm. So that's what me and Kevin call each other. They were pound mates. <laughs> <laughs> and they were pound mates. So you'll get you'll get um there's this strong man that shows up in each of the games like hmm. you fight him um, but in this game you can call him in your cell phone. For like a certain amount of money, he'll show up and just like it's like a giant summon where you fucking blast every enemy on the screen and you can continue collecting pound mates from substories. You just oh, meet a guy. Cool. Like the diaper man patriarch. He became one of my pound mates. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, call me and I'll help you. And I was like, oh my god. and then there's also like a Pokemon minigame in the in the game, like a meta to it, where each each enemy is like so wildly different that you're cataloging them and they're called Sujimon. Oh, in your you have, suja decks. In your suja yeah. decks, And so you got to get all 252 uh sujimon <laughs> collected which are just random perverts and bad men <laughs> it's really funny gotta catalog them in your decks. <laughs> this game is phenomenal it looks amazing and i
1: i can't wait to get in on the hype of it because like everybody on the timeline is yeah. playing it right now it seems Everyone. like between like
0: nick chelsea ben you it's yeah, uh, yeah. people are I either playing miles morales or yakuza right mm-hmm. now is what it feels like or demon souls yeah yeah okay i haven't seen too many posts from demon souls yet oh really okay yeah
1: i feel like i've seen a a number of people playing it like uh joseph yadin's working his way through it and then a few other people that i've seen as well so
0: okay well there there you go
1: yakuza awesome
0: fucking fantastic
1: game of the year uh yeah definitely game of the year contender game of the year contender (laughs) it's a contender um okay cool well that that's awesome to hear i'm glad you're liking it um i didn't plug myself but no really need to plug it anyway um you can find me streaming over at twitch.tv slash dungeons oh we still talk about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um I guess before we get into, like, the the big news, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll do some little breaking news here. I have the PS5. So you got a PS5? I've been playing it since Thursday night, and it is revolutionary. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's it's really, really great so far. I'm I'm definitely enjoying my time with it. It is, a lot of ways, a step up from the PS4. Some of the, the things, like, UI-wise are kind of, like, throwing me off a little bit, because I'm... Mm. I don't like change sometimes. And I really did like the integration sometimes. of like the, the cross media bar and how stuff was laid out on the PS4. I, I said just, sometimes I, don't know, I got so used to it. I just got yeah. so used to it. And, um, I just, maybe it's just kind of getting the muscle memory of where everything is yeah. down and like how, like, you know, certain buttons will lead me to certain menus. I I definitely like some of the cleaner layout of PS4 more in terms of like some of the list view stuff Mm. in terms of like the way the trophies are laid out and some of the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Why does it want to do like tiles for everything? Yeah. Everything
1: is like tile view,
0: which feels very Xboxy. Yeah. There's no, it didn't seem like there's any list view on this fucking system Mm. anymore. Not even with the the trophy
1: sets. Like when you go into a trophy like menu for like a game, it's all like kind of horizontal uh, Mm. panels that you kind of have to go across. And you can't even change that? Maybe they'll put an update. I haven't found anything mm. for it yet, um, but I'm still kind of... I'm learning my way through its body okay. and its contours. Okay. I'm learning, I'm learning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, like two new lovers.
1: Two new lovers. Yeah. Um, I mean, first high-level impressions console, I don't know that I entirely love the look of it. Yeah, it's futuristic-looking, but it's a big bitch. But like, yeah, it's a big bitch. That SSD is, is big for, for, you know, a lot of reasons, because it has to be, but, like, goddamn, it, like, dwarfs my PS4 um and that's just horizontally like i can't imagine standing that thing up
0: this thing looks like it's all fans yeah basically like i think it's gigantic so it could be silent because yeah, this thing is
1: quiet it is i mean I, I heard a little bit of an uptick earlier when i was like kind of doing some menu diving and i had oh, uh no. miles morales in a suspend date so oh, it, was, no. it was working a little that's bit dangerous
0: don't spend games Man. don't suspend games you're gonna break it
1: but otherwise I, i'd be interested to see how like over time they kind of like maybe make it more compact as they yeah. typically do like maybe with the second iteration
0: of console yeah, I can see them doing that. Mm. I wonder if that would sacrifice anything like um, like the fact that it is quiet or, or what have you. Maybe. it would be interesting, but I'm sure we're like, what, three years away yeah. from that big thing? Oh yeah, thing? for sure, no. for sure. Um, the
1: way I have it laid out right now, it has like a little stand base to kind of keep it like elevated and not rocky, so mm. kind of have to implement that and you have to use it if you stand it up as well. Outside of that, the new DualSense feels really fucking good. Like mm. really great to have your hands on and like the way the game's like,
0: play into like some of the features of it are phenomenal. Yeah, so it's like a big deal that it, it has this force feedback that mimics what you're actually seeing. Mm-hmm. Like what like give a give a good example for the kids out there cuz I don't think people understand how like kind of revolutionary the dual sense is.
1: Okay. So I'll I'll do it across like the three games that I've actually played on it. Um and and to start, I I was actually trying to transfer a lot of my data over from PS4 to PS5, which is such a process. Um, if you have an opportunity to do it, a lot of the recommendation is move your games over via like LAN connection. Cause doing yeah. it over wire, like Wi-Fi takes forever. Uh, for some reason, the LAN connection, like by ethernet still took forever. Like I had my consoles linked together and it just wasn't doing anything. Hmm. So I ended up moving and I, I could recommend this, like moving my, my cloud saves over from PS4, saving them to the cloud and then just downloading the save files to my PS5, okay, and then I'm going install by install basis. Gotcha. So That's the faster. first game that I installed from you know my PS4 obviously was Overwatch because I bought this console, this $500 console, to be an action Overwatch machine. 1885. Yeah, there we go. How <laughs> many hours you played it? And how do you know that? Office mm.
0: How do I know it offhand? Yeah, mm. strong memory.
1: But there's a little bit of feedback in that game immediately um i was playing as uh the hit overwatch character mercy and when i was doing my healing stream like i could feel like kind of the 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 stream feedback whether i was healing or or doing the boost damage i was like okay cool this feels good but the real response is when it's implemented with the ps5 games that are kind of designed for it the two games i'm playing right now are spider-man miles morales which i'll kind of save for a second and i played a bunch of astro's playroom did you really? I did. I played probably two hours of it yesterday because everybody was raving about it, and I gotta say it's it's delightful. Like if if you a guys delight. if you guys like platformers or kind of collectathonic type games, like give it a shot. It definitely like really showcases the DualSense in the broadest way possible, and it's amazing. Kind of the premise of it is like you're in a PS5, and a lot of the levels <laughs> that you go to are very like Sony based. Like, and console-based and kind of computer-based. Like, you start off, and it's kind of like, this is the CPU plaza. And then you go to, like, the GPU jungle and the teraflop treetops. And it's all, like, very, like, kind of, you know, based off of, like, what would be inside of a computer. But the things you're doing within it are very, like, Sony-based. So you're, like, you know, collecting PlayStation consoles as, like, kind of artifacts. And you're kind of seeing very sony um hallmark things like you come across like other little little astrobots who are recreating like you know pinnacle sony moments like you see like uh one of them is holding a camera and then you see them staging like scenes from like games like horizon zero dawn or crash bandicoot Mm. last of us uh metal gear solid monster hunter world so it's like these little like kind of really like touchstone sony moments that feel like really like like they're just kind of paying tribute with the game. Where right. It's like, yeah, okay, you're inside a PS5, but also here's our entire lineage of Sony in one game, and it's really cool the way they kind of present it um, as you go through all all the levels. That sounds um,
0: pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it's it's neat. Like there's like kind of like little PlayStation insignias all over the place, and just like it just feels like if you've been along for the ride for the last like. 27 years at this point yeah it's it's rewarding to to play a game like that i feel like for a lot of people if, if this is their first console that it is going to be like a lot of people's kind of like super mario or like crash bandicoot type game like that first sort of like collectible type game that really like gets their hooks
0: Yeah, you think uh, uh, Astro is going to be a gateway for uh, the kids out there? The little little, big, beautiful kids? I
1: honestly think so. Playing video games and be
0: like, Astro,
1: bro! Without a doubt. Because, like, um, Astro bought the the VR game. Like, a lot of people really fucking love that game.
0: Yeah, people seem to dig on that Um, one. This one apparently is really charming, too.
1: But... The haptic feedback on this one is incredible because, like, you have, like, kind of jet boosters. You kind of feel yourself taking off. Um, There's, like, moments where you have to, like, kind of, like... You get into a monkey suit and you're doing climbing, so you have to, like, kind of, like, grip with the triggers and, like, kind of move the controller left to right as if you're kind of, like, you know, working your way up, like, a cliff face. Mm -hmm. There is this area where, like, you feel, like, it's two different sort of, like, kind of weather spheres. You feel rain, and you feel the, the rain kind of pitter-patter across the controller. Like, you feel it like, just go entirely across it. And then when you go further and you feel, like, hail, you feel it hit the controller even heavier. So they're really kind of using the response feedback in really unique and creative ways for, for that game specifically. Um, it kind of reminds me of how, like, Nintendo used the Joy-Cons on the Switch, when it first came out for like one, two switch where you're playing, you know, they're basic party games, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they're using the joy con technology to be like, okay, you know, count how many marbles are, are in this jar sort of situation. Then one of these guys make you
0: it. like blow into the, the yeah, there, there's that controller. too, where it's like,
1: um, using the mic, you have to blow into it to kind of get a propeller to spin.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, fun.
1: They use the, the touchpad in really interesting ways. So it's, it's basically designed as both like a love letter to sony fans but also a way to kind of get your full mind around how the dual sense works
0: I'm, I'm actually surprised that the touchpad returns for ps5 mm-hmm. because it doesn't seem like it got a lot of play mm-hmm. in ps4 it was relegated to the big map button yeah for most developers every assassin's Creed. yeah you could <laughs> you could touch around the map i guess That's and a lot like, of
1: people complain about it too because like oh the light bar just eats up like battery and all this
0: yeah. does though so. why do we need a light bar
1: i i hear it reacts in very interesting ways in in other games where like if you're taking like you know health damage like you can see it like kind of change colors i think resident evil 3 was one that they had shown off to where it's like oh it'll be green when you have full health and then when you take damage it goes to yellow and then red so i mean
0: you mean on the dual sense on the dual sense? Or, yeah, yes, on yes. the front facing yeah, lights? Yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah i think that's so that wait, let me take a look at this thing I'm yeah go for it it's time. plugged in but Okay. Yeah. So, like, I like that the light, the little light bars are attached to the touchpad and looking forward at you mm-hmm. because it didn't make sense on the DualShock Four. To be on the 4. back, it's like cool. I'm, whatever I'm pointing at <laughs> yeah. gets the benefit of the light bar, but like I'm not, I'm not always gaming in the dark, Sony. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- mainly I'm gaming in the dark, but like not always, Sony. <laughs> not always, dude. But mostly. And also, it's just annoying when I'm watching, like, Netflix and there's a blue bar just yeah. fucking, like, <laughs> you know, on in my room. I, I, I don't know. No, sir. So, yeah, I, I think that's a cool improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also glad that to see, I'm looking at the controller right now, I do see a headphone jack. Yes. So you can use traditional. I was headsets. nervous about
1: that as well. That would
0: have been so annoying.
1: Yeah. Um, so annoying a hidden thing that i didn't realize is that the mic is always kind of enabled what um when i was playing overwatch i had a podcast on and i didn't have my headset on i was just playing i was like i'll play a quick round just see how it feels whatever and i noticed my name kind of going off in the chat field as if like something was happening and i'm like what is going on and i realized that my mic was enabled on the controller so it was automatically just picking up whatever audio and i'm just like that's a weird feature to have kind of enabled from the
0: start so like (laughs) The DualShock 4 did not have a mic built yeah. into the fucking controller. Yeah. That's a new thing. I want that to be understood mm. that there's a microphone inside of the goddamn controller. I don't know if I need that necessarily, mm. but okay.
1: I mean, you need it to like blow into the controller to you know make propellers happen. Tr- true, yeah. true.
0: I guess yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's <laughs> they, they said there's no way AstroBot would launch <laughs> without, without this fucking design feature, Cerny. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting. Um, it'll be cool to
1: see how they implement it more and more yeah. as games come out because you know I'm sure games will be focused around that design principle of like we have this controller we really need to use it we need to use the haptic first feedback. party
0: games will yeah yeah, yeah. not like their third shame. party games would be like no stop yeah. we're not going to use your touchpad I, I
1: think you'll feel the rumble like you would yeah. any other time
0: right Mm-mm. but you, do you think that they're going to implement a feature for marvel's avengers to get the player count back uh into the <laughs> controller <laughs> do you think there's a way to do that
1: <laughs> yeah using the mic you will you will whisper sweet nothings to it I'd Say, please people
0: please please come back the word of mouth button <laughs> please Kate K- bishop
1: came out please please i need somebody i need to complete my party
0: um, i'm sad
1: about that game <laughs> yeah th- there's a lot to say about that game um, otherwise I'm also playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, oh, shit. which is, it's delightful. You know, it's just, just a delight. It feels great to be Spider-Man again. <laughs> the like, safe
0: room just says, it's, it's delightful. It's delightful. What I delightful? mean,
1: what, what was the thing about Spider-Man, uh, PS4? We had fun playing it every time we were playing it, we were just smiling and it was just so great to be like swinging through New York and just being in Pete's world and this is a natural extension of that, you know? It takes place like a year after the initial events of the first game and you get that kind of interplay with pete and miles because they know each other i'm not gonna spoil anything we'll probably save that until you well you spoiled that they knew each other yeah (laughs) that's crazy oh i mean you know that at the fucking you know that what you know that for the
0: first game i've never no man (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that
1: um so i'll I'll save a lot of like the story stuff for like when you obviously get your hands on it probably like when we do our first save room plays obviously for it but um the The response for just being Spider-Man and swinging around, like, when I fucking shoot off a web and I use, like, the trigger to swing, I feel, like, kind of the group and t- the, the grip and, like, the tensile pull of the web as I'm kind of swinging through the buildings. I feel, like, the combat feedback, like... It feels great. That's cool. <laughs> like it's it's really well designed for the dual dance. oh I say. you
0: know that's the game I'm gonna like just dive right into yeah. immediately. As soon as I get like can rip open the box and plug it in, I wanna play that game, so oh man. Yeah,
1: I'm having a really, really great time with it. I think my um my only like kind of negative bit of feedback about Here he it comes. Is, is that it's just more of the same it's definitely like a mid like you know how yeah. uncharted lost legacy was like yeah. it doesn't reinvent the wheel it actually does a lot of the same things it does a lot of the same things the first game did yeah. and it's not like necessarily a bad thing because it's like maybe this is going to be a lot of people's onboarding point for the game and like you know they had two years so they're not going to change a lot but mm-hmm. you know i was hoping to maybe be doing different things in the world because it's like you're still doing the same stuff you're still like you know breaking up you know, crime factions and doing collectibles in New York and, you know, all that same sort of stuff.
0: What would you want to be doing? I mean, it's
1: kind of like the Assassin's Creed problem where it's like, Mm. okay, you know, we're going to keep reiterating making a game every year, every two years at this point. How do they reinvent the wheel? Okay. Well, they do drastic kind of upticks like the combat or the story or, you know, stuff like that. But in the world, you're still doing the same thing. You're still like doing the checklist. You're doing side quests. You're, you know, getting towers to kind of open up the map I just... I don't know. I didn't really want to be just doing the same, like, crime factions over and over. Um, I mean, there's other stuff you do as well. There's, you know... Well, I know
0: what you don't want to do. I want to know what you want to do. uh, Is it one of those things where it's, like, you need to be presented with it to know that it's, like, something that you want? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I like kind of the... Cause like you, you I remember you had this comment about the twenty eighteen Spider Man too, where you just got like bored doing the faction stuff, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, I I could see that, but Mm -hmm. I like I don't know what else there would be to do. Like Spider Man beats up gangsters it beats up gangsters but it, it just, and it's an open world map in new yeah. york i don't know what else like besides like oh he's he, here's some submarine missions well no my worry is that by the time the yeah. third
1: iteration what would be spider-man 2 coming out will be the same thing like i hope by then they shake up the it formula might. like a little bit you know because <laughs> it it's not that i don't mind the location like i think harlem yeah. is like beautifully imagined i think the mm-hmm. time of the year it set in as well like that kind of Christmas festive feel like is really well illustrated. And I don't know, it just feels like perfect for like this time of year. Um, So like the setting isn't the problem. It's just like kind of what I'm doing within the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's kind of similar stuff to like the first game as well. Like, you know how you collected backpacks, you collect these like kind of little trinkets and things that are kind of tied to you and one of the other characters, which feel feel personal to like miles and, and his friends. And you collect, um, Oh God, what are they? They're like little like um fuck. They're like little upgrades that you find for your mods and your suits and your your gadgets and everything. Um, mm. So that that's cool. They're like you know little tech things that you find in the world, and you have side quests as well. So like all that stuff feels cool to do. But I just you got a lot
0: of stuff in that game. I, I don't know. This sounds awesome. It's dude. just
1: like some of the stuff like I. <laughs> maybe with the original one a lot of the monotony came down to grinding for the platinum obviously where it's like oh okay i have to do like you know 30 fucking gang factions or like do all these crime activities yeah i think it it would feel lesser if the game wasn't any fun because the game is like immensely fun that
0: that see that see that's where i'm coming from where i'm like um i don't mind that like you riddled my map with like 30 crime factions Mm -hmm. because the gameplay's fun Mm -hmm. it's like yeah give me get me to do that Mm. and then like i i don't know what else they could do for like you know from a content standpoint to like shake that up a little bit i guess Mm. without like because like your story through line is where you're going to get your big enemies of course they're not going to just throw like scorpion running around no no not at all right not at all so it's like i don't know what they like for part i i I get the (laughs) concern for like okay well what are they going to do for part two to shake it up and i we i was talking to you about this where i was like well introduce co-op mm-hmm. but like do not do it like a live service game co-op mm-hmm. do it where it's like something that shows up on the map and it'd be cool for somebody to drop and drop out of your game maybe mm-hmm. it's like there's other spider people or maybe play up the fact that like peter parker and miles morales are in the game in some capacity mm-hmm. maybe you can switch between uh, the two of them you know yeah two different styles one game great stuff you know i think that's like your shake up right there yeah right? like or
1: so cool. or even kind of do it um is it WB Montreal? What they're doing with um Court of Owls? Court of Owls, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's the twofers. The... The, yeah, that would be really cool. The twofers, because <laughs> like at that point, like, how do you walk away from the fact that there are two Spider Men? You know, like you can't, you can't, like, and like, you, you have to have them up. play together. Like, how long are you going to have them
0: separated <clears throat> in games? <laughs> how how long before some like you know Sony says like you need to do Spider Verse for everything because that was so successful? Oh yeah,
1: like, I, I feel <laughs> like they're definitely going to be building towards something like that. Yeah, I mean, something. This, this game has Spider Cat. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's true. The bodega cat, yeah, exactly. the spider cat. That's amazing.
1: Um, but to to keep it really high level, it is charming. I I really love what they're doing with the story and mm. and Miles is just he's a great character. Like yeah. I, I love seeing him and, and his friends together. I love seeing his interplay with his mom, Rio. And yeah, it just, it feels great to be back in that world. I don't know. Like and I like how he has his own style for everything. Like mm-hmm. at My favorite thing is like you're walking around, you're doing your thing, you know, you might be like, you know, beating up on a gang faction and you're very cool, unique, like, you know, Miles Morales, Spider-Man away because he plays differently than Peter does. Like they have different Mm -hmm. combat styles, different swing styles, but because it's so colored and stylized to him as a character, um, because Miles is really big into music and and making beats, when you're on the ground, everything is kind of as it is. But then when you kind of kick back into the swinging, like this hip hop. Soundtrack kind of kicks up every time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this feels like a really cool, like, personal flair to like who Miles is. Yeah, the mu- the music's really cool. Yeah, oh, really it's flexible. it's really really unique because I don't remember. Spider Man, like the original Spider Man, having that it might have been just some kind of orchestral. It was stuff. just
0: or- orchestral bland yeah. bullshit, you know, you mm-hmm. know, you know how it goes, you know. How it goes. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the soundtrack didn't stand out for me Mm-mm. in Spider Man One. This one immediately, I was like, oh shit, yeah. there's some uh, there's some style going on here. Oh yeah, it's it's
1: fucking just colored with with style all over the place, and I think you're really really gonna enjoy it. You're gonna have a blast with the photo mode.
0: Yeah. Um, right.
1: and I think the the create feature, which is like the new like share button, basically for mm-hmm. taking photos and everything, is integrated very cleanly.
0: Hmm, nice i want to play with it i'll probably be paying like uh taking Mm -hmm. a bunch of pictures like i did for um spider-man ps4 oh yeah and then eventually go back to playing. I want to replay. Uh, I want to play Spider Man Remastered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I just heard you know downloading games is kind of a weird issue right now. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> lot of things going on. With well, <laughs> we actually have a news on. article about that. We yeah. need to get some news.
1: We do, we do, we do. So I'm sure I'll talk a bit more about my experience with the PS5 throughout the episode and in other episodes as, as you get it as well. So and yeah, I let's let's roll the news, man.
0: I got six items for you, my friends, gamers. Sit down and learn about the world around you. Number 1 yeah. on here. Police discover no threat after Ubisoft Montreal evacuation. Yeah, that yeah, was a big thing. This that, happened like yesterday for us. Yeah,
1: it was insane. Just kind of like in the, the early afternoon it kind of broke or maybe it was earlier in the day. It
0: kind of broke point. and it was it was it was a great example of how so social media is a good thing to propagate information very quickly. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's really bad because people, you know, jump the, well, jump the gun on stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, there's an armed gunman in, in Ubisoft Montreal holding everyone hostage. Like mm-hmm. people just making up ghosts. You don't know until you know. And honestly, we won't know until the whole situation's over. Yeah, It's actually very unhelpful for people to, like, you know, pollute feeds with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Information left or, or misinformation left and right. Information being wrong... Is going to be like the defining thing of our generation. Like, I I really do Mm. think so. Like, the misinformation war that's going on currently. Yeah. Where it's like, all you have to do is point at something and go, that's fake! Or point at something and go like, that's real! And you don't need backup. You don't need a source. You don't need anything. We have a great example of that when our president's doing it left and right. Oh, yes, indeed. (laughs) When you got to take the L, man. You got to take the fucking L. We got a president elect and his name ain't Trump. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go around just saying. Wait, 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 wait. That's what? No, no, that's wrong. Voter fraud, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Those yeah. votes were fake. Every vote for the opposition is fake. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. Anywho, this was a good example of that. So, on the afternoon of Friday, November 13th, the City of Montreal Police Service, or the SPVM, uh, responded to an alleged hostage situation in the Miles End area, which houses Ubisoft Montreal, one of the publisher's most pivotal studios. TVA Nouvelle, right? Mm-hmm. right. Thank Nailed you. It. A local news station reported that the police responded to a call made from within Ubisoft Montreal's building. The caller apparently threatened to blow the building up unless they were paid a $2 million ransom. The uh, the SPVM sent in tactical units to sweep the area, but concluded the call was a hoax. In a statement received by Polygon, the SPVM said the following, quote, this Friday afternoon, the Service de Police de la Ville de Montreal, that's why I keep on saying SPVM, because uh, that's okay, easier, <laughs> okay. deployed a large number of resources to answer a call for a hostage situation in a St. Laurent Boulevard office building. The perimeter was quickly secured, and the SPVM confirms no threat has been detected and no injuries End quote. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Ubisoft Montreal tweeted their own statement saying, quote, We want to salute the courage and composure our team showed today. Our focus remains on ensuring their health and well-being. We would also like to thank the SPVM for their quick and professional response, helping to bring the situation under control. We are extremely relieved that this was resolved without incident, and we'd like to thank all for your support and kind words end quote wow um yeah so i'm very glad that that wasn't a legitimate hostage situation yeah. that would have been horrible
1: but th- thoughts on like ubisoft montreal side and, and ubisoft as a company as a whole like mm-hmm. this is horrible news like you know it's like i i don't care what like your thoughts are on the studio like any situation where people are put in a harm like this hostage or otherwise it's you know it's cause for concern and attention and you know Sideline your jokes because your jo- jokes don't matter here. Very, very fortunate and grateful that, like, nobody was hurt and that it was just kind of like a collin sort of hoax dealy. um Because if there was an armed gunman on, uh, you know, the, in the building or on the campus, like, that could have gone a hundred different ways.
0: mm mm-hmm. I guess I'm not getting my two million, though, huh? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) No, the gamers are nihilist. You know that. Every fucking response to a tweet, of course, was some joke about how Splinter Cell hasn't come out in years. Mm -hmm. Some bullshit like that. Whatever. Gamers are nihilist, man. (laughs) Terrible, terrible nihilist. Yeah, this is a stupid thing. Don't fucking do that. Mm -hmm. I remember, this reminded me, this happened to us a bunch of times. Back in school, somebody oh, yeah. would call in a fu- fucking bomb threat, and suddenly it's like, okay, well, we got to stand outside, not very far away from, from the, the school. Middle. Yeah, by like the, the blast way.
1: radius would still <laughs> probably fuck up our middle school bodies.
0: Right? I don't understand <laughs> what the the theory is. Like, go go to the PE court, and I'm just like on premises. <sighs> How about we go like at least across the the way? Yeah, <laughs> like across. There should the be street. another safe zone, right? And that then is we in the parking lot. we'd be stuck outside for like two hours while mm-hmm. the fire department looks around for bombs.
1: Yeah, that was a big thing <laughs> following nine eleven.
0: Yeah, that happened a lot, right? Or or SARS warnings and shit mm-hmm. like that. It, it's it's annoying and it's terrible and it's fucking not funny. Why do people do that? Yeah, you, you can get like thrown into prison for hoaxes like this. Yeah,
1: it's a very big uh, felon, I think.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I don't know. It. I don't know uh, Canadian law, mm-hmm. but I think you could still uh, get in trouble. I mean, we have a we have a Canadian consultant we can call. We do, <laughs> uh, Nicholas. Who, we need to know about <laughs> Canadian law. If you're listening to this, mm-hmm. if you could just reply to the comments on Spotify in particular. Yeah. There's no comment section. <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud actually. What That'd be better? <laughs> what? But um, yeah. So that was that was that. I just yeah. wanted to make a mention because it was just like. Come
1: on. Well, it was insane to see it, like, kind of breaking and happen and, um, you know, to just kind of see tweets from people that I know that have worked there or other people mm -hmm. in Games Media where it's like, I know those people or I worked there a few months ago and, like, you know, these are my friends that are trapped on a roof because of a situation and, like, just not knowing what's going to happen.
0: That was a weird thing that confused me,
1: too. Why do people go to the roof if there's a bomb threat? Um, I guess maybe it's easier to just
0: kind of have like a helicopter drop in and rescue people. I don't know. Oh, or, or when, when the blast happens, everyone just gets jettisoned up into the air and they fly away from the blast. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd really feel that blast with the new dual sense. <laughs> <I>
0: mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to yeah. like understand. I was like, why are they on the roof? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: shit. I've never de-escalated a bomb threat. I don't. Maybe I don't know. That, maybe
0: that's why people were say, th- like thought it was a armed robber situation mm-hmm. or something because it was like, why would people go to a roof of a building that's about to get blasted? You know? Mm, okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just weird situation. I just wanted to point it out because people make mountains out of molehills mm-hmm. and we're like turning into this huge thing and it's just like dude you got to wait you don't know and it sparked a conversation about like how do how can you trust like uh, information as it evolves and mm-hmm. i feel like people don't have the patience or wherewithal to not just like oh i'm going to quote retweet and blah, blah, without like looking at shit now yeah. and you know that's the same reason why twitter put in that uh, have you seen this feature where if you try to retweet an article it goes hey do you want to open that link first and read this mm-hmm. like every time you do it because people are just retweeting a headline without ever looking at oh, I haven't content. seen that yep yep they implemented Good. it happens to be all the time where I'm just like no I I don't think I need to read this full article about um you know Neo 2 getting an ultimate edition I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that it's just cool news by itself but yeah. I, I appreciate I feel like that the was sentiment t- nonetheless maybe
1: one of those things that got implemented with uh, Trump's like wild oh yeah for sure news hoax and
0: retweeting that he does oh my god for sure yeah. for sure well I got a number two on here oh. and this is kind of a bulky boy Uh, A lot of feelings, a lot of different things going on here. But here we go. Number two, Twitch apologizes for the wave of DMCA takedowns that impacted streamers. The streaming platform Giant issued a lengthy blog post directed toward content creators saying, quote... Your frustration and confusion with recent music related copyright issues is completely justified. Moving forward, we'll be more transparent with what's happening and what tools and resources we're building to help. End quote. Now, if you didn't know, the DMCA stands for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. It's a U.S. copyright law that was passed in 1998 to limit users' ability to circumvent or disseminate copyrighted works on technology devices. You know, kind of like the internet. Mm. Uh, service providers must abide by DMCA guidelines and, ret- and in return, benefit from limited liability when their users do step all over copyright protections. Now, Twitch also explained the uh, stream of DMCA notices that put streamers' accounts at peril over the summer. Keep in mind, Twitch operates on a three-strike system where a DMCA notice counts as one strike. Before 2020, Twitch received less than 50 DMCA notices a year, but, quote... Beginning in May, however, representatives for the major record label started sending thousands of DMCA notifications each week that targeted creators' archives, mostly for snippets of tracks and years-old clips. We continue to receive large batches of notifications, and we don't expect that to slow down. This means two things. One, if you play recorded music on your stream, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> and two, if you haven't already, you should review your historical VODs and clips that may have music in them and delete any archives that might. End quote. Okay. Now, for many streamers, years worth of clips were suddenly flagged as violating DMCA. Quickly filling up their three-strike quota. In fact, uh, somebody that I knew, Lady Devon, got their account banned without so much as a warning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, this was serious. Now, apparently the reason for her was that she had a, a Twitch alert that had, like, literally maybe six seconds of a song. Oh, wow. And that was enough. Yeah, exactly. So... In response, Twitch released a mass deletion tool to help streamers remove infringing content. This was uh, only for Clips, by the way, not for VODs. However, Twitch is cognizant that that wasn't an ideal solution, stating, quote, One of the mistakes we made was not building adequate tools to allow creators to manage their own VOD and Clip libraries. You're rightly upset that the only option we provided was a mass deletion tool for Clips, and that we gave you three days' notice to use this tool. <laughs> We could have developed more sophisticated, user-friendly tools a while ago. That we didn't is on us. And we could have provided creators with a longer time period to address their VOD and CLIP libraries. That was a mess as well. End quote. In the future, the company plans to improve their deletion tool to target infringing audio and actually give users a chance to review DMCA notifications with ways to counter complaints deemed as false positives. Twitch says they're negotiating with record labels but recommends users just not play pre-recorded music ever. Or just mute your streams. Or just mute your <laughs> streams, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so this um, this got a lot of uh, gamers goats out there, obviously, because, you know, for, for a lot of streamers, this is their business. Mm-hmm. This is their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Or it is a supplementary uh, revenue stream for them that is impacted randomly and seemingly without warning. Mm-hmm. Right? And Sometimes it's small offenses. Other times it's like, no, it's straight up because, yeah, you're, you have Spotify on in the background. What do you expect, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, Twitch did note that the vast majority of their users don't like just play music mm-hmm. uh, that's licensed you know, without permission. Like They just don't do that, right? But nonetheless, DMCA don't give a fuck, right? So it's a tough time. What are your thoughts on this whole kit and caboodle, I guess?
1: I mean... Kind of at the forefront, like I understand when and why the DMCA was implemented, but at this point it is 22 years old and maybe could use some revision, maybe some amending here and there mm. um, for something that you know it is seemingly an outdated in a lot of ways, and maybe could be amended to support other burgeoning platforms like Twitch, YouTube, and so on. Mm-hmm. I get the kind of like broad strokes, like non discrimination of like, okay, well you know, when bots are going in and, like, kind of just randomly, like, finding clips or streams that have content in it, they can't differentiate between, like, you know, what is in-game music that might have been licensed out, you know, by the studio at that point, or licensed to the studio, rather, versus, like, you know, Spotify playing off of somebody's phone or somebody streaming Just Dance. Like, they don't know, they just hear licensed music, and, like, that's just enough to go off of. Um, I wish there was more of a a cleaner vetting process for that, but it's obviously hard to do when it's an automated... Or scale. Or scale, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, I I don't know, but there's millions of users on Twitch, right? Yes. It's very hard to scale or even have, like, human review for any Mm -hmm. amount of that where somebody sits and goes like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go through this one streamer's uh, hundreds of hours of clips to figure Mm -hmm. out, like, what's infringing and what's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just not manageable. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people have, like, kind of... I do want to pop open the very, very lengthy response that Twitch had, because there was one thing that was, you know, it's it, it was actually kind of a very transparent response. Mm. It's not a great response, but I, I can't say that it's just Twitch's fault that it's not a great response. Mm. It's just kind of one of those deals where it's like, yeah, they can't really help what the law is mm-hmm. right you know they, they don't have a team of politicians that are out there going like you need to fucking change this mm-hmm. i don't care what billy clinton said back in 98 <laughs> he was getting them bjs his head was crazy <laughs> he should have foresaw twitch you're <laughs> like no yeah like, like, there no was way. no foresight
1: for something like that. <laughs> there's
0: no foresight for that kind of thing so here here it is here it is so they say here's a quote from their blog post said some of you have asked why we don't have a license covering any and all uses of recorded music mm mm-hmm. I think the general thinking is like, you make a lot of money from us, why don't you just fucking cover this for us? Yeah. Right? Uh, Their response is, we are actively speaking with the major record labels about potential approaches to additional licenses that would be appropriate for the Twitch service. That said, the current constructs for licenses that the record labels have with other services, which typically take a cut of revenue from creators for payment to record labels, by the way, make less sense for Twitch the vast majority of our creators don't have recorded music as a part of their streams Mm -hmm. and the revenue implications to creators of such a deal are substantial i do want to point out that Mm -hmm. so if you were to follow the same like kind of regime of what the record labels have in place current state it's kind of like what that stupid stadia guy was saying where it's like you should be paying for every game that you stream Mm -hmm. well imagine if a record label is like oh you're 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 like a you know startup streamer you you want to stream a little bit of music on your streams? You're, mm-hmm. you're a big fan of Fleetwood Mac? That's cool. Yeah. That's going to be $200,000 per stream. That makes sense. Yeah. We think that's fair. I
1: mean, it wouldn't be that bad. It would probably be like a, <laughs> a year. <laughs> yeah, like, but it was... But that's still substantial. That's more than most... Well, that's more than streamers make.
0: But it's it's nothing yeah. that anybody would sign up for, mm-hmm. and it, the vast majority of streamers could not sign up oh, for. Yes. Even the big ones would be like, I could just not play music. Yeah. <laughs> right? So... Yeah, they're saying we're open-minded to new structures that could work for Twitch's unique service, but we must be clear that they may take some time to materialize or they may never happen at all because they're dealing with old money. Record labels are old money. Yeah. They're not the people that are going to look at the DMCA and just be like, yeah, you're right. This is outdated. We no, really need to think about this." Because they're the
1: ones who like forced for it you know, <laughs> exactly. like 22 years ago. They wanted this to <laughs> happen because they wanted their music and money to be protected.
0: Right. So I think it's easy to blame Twitch, and I think they are at fault for like you know the deletion tool and the mm-hmm. three-day notice and not being transparent enough about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all flubs. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like I, I respect them enough for them to actually have that conversation conversation instead of going like fuck you and moving on
1: well yeah I, I respect like the the statement they released you know i think a lot of people were genuinely like upset by like one of the quotes that was taken out of context where it's just like okay well here's a solution you could just mute in-game audio like yes. oh you walk by a shop it's playing like something like fleetwood mac whatever just turn off your game audio boom, bang bang boom really easy and it's just like it shouldn't be like that yeah um, again, because it's, like, that license for that music was already covered. So, like, mm. that game, like, it should be off-limits, but, like, you know, when these bots come in and they're, you know, looking for
0: copyrighted material, like, there's no way to distinguish it. Well, um, that, that that's a funny thing. Like, it should be covered. Actually, the answer is no, it's not. That's, that's the problem, right? So for you to buy a uh, Spider-Man miles Morales mm-hmm. and it has a bunch of music and let's say it uses licensed music, mm-hmm. even though that the game developers paid for that license mm-hmm. for the dissemination of this product, mm-hmm. the moment that you start streaming it through a broadcast doesn't mean that you're protected by whatever the publisher did. Mm-hmm. You're not, you are redistributing, disseminating that music again. And therefore you can get slapped. It basically comes down to if a copyright holder says, you're infringing on my work, and Mm -hmm. you don't have any agreement or anything in place, you're at fault. That is the law. I'm just saying black and white, that is the law that's fucked up because yeah. it's like, dude, that goes against well, the nature of streaming. It's
1: such an uneven approach too, because I yeah. feel like game developers do not care for the most part. Obviously the fucking Stadia guy, fuck him. He can yeah. go fuck off. But like game developers do not care that you're streaming their game, Their game, you know, right. I know there's been instances with like Atlas, you know, with persona where it's like, ah, eh, we don't want this to be streamed and we're going to like block certain scenes because we don't want you to redistribute our material. But like for the most part, by and large, Twitch is a platform for sharing games and content like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot different, (laughs) you know, where it's, it's this, it's uneven parallel where it's like, I think even musicians would be totally okay with like their music being out there one way or another, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's an artist covering it or you know a game that might showcase it in a really cool way. They're like, oh, that's my music. I want that to be seen. But again, it's like big honchos and their their you know ivory tower at a record label being like, well, that's music. That's ours. You right. still can't reproduce that in any way. Yeah, you and can't I get do that. that. It just <laughs> sucks, is all. It, and right. I I definitely feel for the creators who are pissed off about it Um, I think there should be obviously more of a permanent solution to it but i guess you know twitch is doing what they can obviously and they're being transparent about that and it's going to take some time to you know come to a middle ground if a middle ground is ever established about it yeah because like the federal government these record labels could still say no fuck off like whatever we still want this money it's ours
0: and they probably will yeah oh yeah they will i just want to be like i want to be totally open about that that this is how these businesses function Mm -hmm. is it good or great or even uh consumer friendly not Mm -hmm. at all not at all but for them they have to view things in binaries where it's like, it can't be okay for some small streamer versus somebody who is actually like a gigantic platform disseminating. They have to treat them both the same yeah. because the law says to.
1: Again, it's just a shitty situation that sucks for streamers who like, I think of, um, I think of the streamer, Little Sia, who a lot of her career has, has been built off of streaming Just Dance, right? Mm-hmm. Where that's a music-based game, you know? You're allowed to stream those sort of games on Twitch, but because there's no dissemination of it, her content's probably going to get taken down because of that. Or, you know, there's going to be strikes along the way because she's reproducing material. It sucks.
0: So, like, for Twitch, even, like, like now, so, like, here's something that I think is, like, shocking to, to people, especially, like, you're saying, like, L- Little Sia, mm-hmm. that... It was never okay to stream these games. Mm -hmm. It's just Twitch wasn't getting the DMCA notices, and of course they weren't enforcing it because they don't want to be the bad guys. They don't. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. for the most part, they want your money. They want you to fucking stream and and dance and you know get revenue for them too. But now that the DMCA is for some reason cracking down even harder, because that's what they're saying. Twitch Mm -hmm. is like, we got thousands of these. It almost seems like it was like overnight. (laughs) something changed where these record labels like probably sat down. Like it's a fucking Yakuza game where all Mm -hmm. the patriarchs are sitting drinking and going, we got to do something about these little fucking streamers shaking their asses to our music. (laughs) 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 Fucking they're like, Hey, my nephew's like a, like a a software engineer. He can build us an algorithm that fucking goes after these clips and these (laughs) archives and these VODs. And I I bet you like, this is exactly how it went down. Mm -hmm. And then one day Twitch was just like, Why is our inbox blowing up? (laughs) Right? And like, so games like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, Just Dance, Mm -hmm. off the plate right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's terrible. That sucks so much. Apparently the only thing that's okay is live music. You can cover a live song and just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm covering it. It's Mm -hmm. because it's, they actually have a license on Twitch for live reproductions. Okay. So you're okay. If you wanted to cover some shit right now, but if you use pre-recorded stuff, you're done. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you were like, hey, oh, the bass track is pre-recorded. No, you know, you already so did played So, the, they must have paid a licensing
1: fee for that, then. Yes, yeah, for that, that That's a case in a lot of, like, venues where, like, you know, if a, a band is doing a cover night, like, a venue has to usually cover that to allow that to happen. So, okay. It's going to cause a lot of content creators to kind of re-strategize what their content is. And yeah. I know that yeah. sucks for a lot of people. Um, f- for people like us, it's just as easy as, like, just not playing things Spotify, like that yeah.
0: i'll yeah. never play beat hazard again never play beat hazard on stream again. remember when i did it those streams got muted dude yeah i'm surprised i haven't gotten like any notices or anything
1: or even like your um your intro screen or your like be right back screens what are you talking
0: trolling. about those are totally totally on the level <laughs> gotta have like totally stuff in that i all. had a conversation with the rights holders <laughs> we have Where a tacit this? agreement <laughs> in place <laughs> yeah that was one thing I, like, I stopped using like some of the more egregious stuff mm. Um, I need to figure that out. Probably just find some sort of yeah. fucking creative Commons Probably. thing and just like redo oh, those. Oh yeah, I mean there's tons of like music that's just like yeah. public domain and free.
1: There is. Like, the, in- free. the
0: intro you heard at the top of this episode yeah. is one of those like, oh, yeah. it's, it's one of those, uh, you can go to YouTube and download it and there you yeah, go. Yeah, both it's of funny. our themes
1: are like that where it's like, oh, this is just free music it's to use. free, free music. Man. Um, I see a lot of people who DJ on Twitch, a lot of people who, you know, play music, just dance and right. I, it's going to take a hit to like their content as a whole, but they'll, they'll figure it out yeah you know
0: or and then i think um twitch is saying like you can do like live broadcast but it's like when it becomes recorded it's like way way no no so they're trying to give you tools to like delete Uh, those recordings god that sucks so it's weird because people go like i thought it was okay and then the moment a recording happens because twitch has auto tools to do that then they get a strike yeah so it's a weird thing man so, like, Twitch is saying that we're trying to create better tools for you to control that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to just say, fuck off with it. Mm-hmm. But they're also saying, and on the other hand, it's safer to just not. <laughs> it really is, you know? But, yeah, it sucks. What if I'm, uh, like, Nick the other day was playing Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, these licensed 90s songs yeah, has at the end po of the chapter. And he was like, oh, yeah, those got muted. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that sucks. Imagine if, I, like, if he plays Alan Wake enough and suddenly they're just like, oh, here's your first strike. Mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I think that's the shitty thing, too, where somebody like Lady Devon, who is pretty big in games media, like, to get, like, yeah. so many quick successive strikes, almost without notice, it seemed like, and then just get, you know, their account banned. It's like, what?
0: they She said that they banned her before even sending her an email.
1: Which is insane. I feel like that needs to be checked harder, where it's like, okay, if yeah. you're going to ban people, you definitely need to give them, like, ample notice for it. Right.
0: But apparently a part of that is because of how DMCA agreements work, mm. where they're just like, no, you need to, like, take down the content no matter what. However... Okay. It's done first. And then you can figure out the dust. Yeah. It's such a fucked up thing. Well, it's fucking stupid.
1: We'll see how they handle it moving forward. I mean, I in an ideal world, like I kind of said before we sat down, like, you know, I would love to see Twitch just pay a billion dollars to, you know, the federal government and all these labels to be like, all right, cool. We have a license settlement in place that protects all of our content creators. But, you know, that that's a lot for them to stomach, uh, regardless of how much these content creators <laughs> make for the platform.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Know? I think a lot of people say, but we make you so much money, Twitch. And I'm just like, yeah, but you don't make them enough money to like cast over like a hundred billion or whatever the fuck Mm. it takes to do that. And like they're saying, it doesn't even make sense from a business perspective because they're like, most of you aren't doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, like numbers speak, they do. And they guide decisions. And unfortunately, apparently these numbers and decisions never seem to like stymie. Well, public outcry about it. Right. Right. I, I know we're gonna keep on hearing about this and sure. getting the conversations about it, but it's like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks right now, but it's like, what? What can you do? Except go da- go after these fucking uh, record labor label executives and burn them down. Yeah, <sighs> that's, that's the know. only answer. Twitch versus Atlantic Records. These one percenters <laughs> coming after my streams, motherfuckers, motherfuckers.
1: Or you're just going to see a lot of people jumping ship after they like get their accounts banned, where it's like, oh, I'm just going to stream on YouTube now. Yeah, or
0: go somewhere else. Yeah, something like that.
1: Obviously, rethink my content strategy. Like, you know, yeah. make sure I don't have any music because YouTube's just as bad about it. Yeah, YouTube, like, YouTube's been in this, the game way longer than Twitch in terms of like banning
0: copyrighted material. Yeah, they're way more fickle about it yeah. too. They'll they'll be like, oh yeah, this is infringing, and it's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well. <laughs> that's their only response it's like i hummed a theme from the dark night <laughs> and you fucking banned me what the hell you remember how like on um kind of funny they would always be like they would start singing a song and then mm. like kevin would be like oh, all right come on guys seriously yeah, like yeah. I, it's really hard to deal with those like strikes like because they were getting on <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were it's fucking funny anyway I got a number three on here for you, my friend, and it's a sad one. And a sad one for Kevin. Aww. The Mortal Kombat reboot movie is indefinitely delayed. <gasps> COVID-19 has fucked up a lot of things in 2020, which is especially true for movie theaters. Until the pandemic loosens its grip on our day-to-day, Hollywood isn't comfortable releasing their $100 million blockbusters to, well, empty theaters. In a reply made on Twitter, producer Todd Garner admitted that the Mortal Kombat movie reboot will miss its March 2021 date. It was supposed to come, like, out so soon. That's a fatality straight to your core. It's it's a brutality. A flawless victory. Toasty. (laughs) His quote on Twitter was, We'd always planned for it and thought we'd do it in March. The pandemic had other plans. We don't have a release date for the movie until theaters reopen. Same for trailer, end quote. Come on, even the trailer, dude? <laughs> You're going to delay a trailer, too? I mean, I guess better to not leak it ahead of time. <sighs> I want to see the costumes. Oh, I'm I want sure to see look what really they good. look like. Come on. The film was set to see fan-favorite characters Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Jack, Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and the rest of them fight in a deathly tournament to determine the fate of our realm. Unlike the 1995 adaptation that tricked us into thinking Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> okay. is talented, sure. the reboot will be a hard R and feature fatalities. Hmm. Unfortunately, it sounds like we have quite a wait before we get to see Head popping and Ice Falls. Aww. I know. I want to the- see Jax get turned into a baby. I want to see him as a baby. <laughs> I want to see Melina's mealy mouth. I want to see. Um, um, we'll see Baraka
1: with his Baraka hands. With his Baraka
0: hands, chop, 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 chop. God damn it, dude! Yeah, the, this looked promising, or everything it sounded other. promising. It sounded promising. It the cast is yet. awesome. They got a bunch of people from the raid <laughs> to be in the movie. God damn it. Um, I mean,
1: but that's the state of, like, 2020. Like, so many movies that were already set to come out have been getting delayed. Like, we even saw for WandaVision, which was supposed to come out on Disney+, Plus, got pushed to 2021. It's gonna happen. It's gonna keep happening. And, like, there's nothing really we can do about it. Unless, you know, production companies and filmmakers are like, okay, we want to push this out and just kind of take the risk. Which I know a lot of people are not willing to do, for one reason Um, or another.
0: I think uh, the statement that we can't do anything about it. um, People could not, like gather for thanksgiving okay
1: yeah so we we as a a a race could do more to you know kind of curve all this obviously
0: (laughs) as a culture perhaps um the human race yeah okay the human we as a (laughs) race. so yeah it sucks it sucks but i think hollywood You know, they had a few uh, experiments this year. Sure. One of them being Mulan on streaming services Mm -hmm. and in theaters. Apparently in theaters only made like $69 million. Mm -hmm. Nice. But for a movie that had like $198 million budget, Mm -hmm. not so good. Yeah, they did not make it. Real terrible, right? And Tenant apparently didn't do so well either. In fact, I think Tenant was like a big reason for why Black Widow and all those got moved out of this year.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of hits like this and obviously like Mm -hmm. Black Widow. um, I think... Candyman was a different situation where the director is like, okay, we want to make sure we can release this in theaters because this movie needs to be seen in theaters. But okay, sure. At the, at the end of the day, it's like you just want to make sure you can release it in theaters. because like, that's just pretentious. Yeah, it's not going to sell as much uh, on streaming services. Yeah.
0: So for any cr- creator to be like, hey, Christopher Nolan, by mm-hmm. the way, Christopher Nolan himself, who released 10 and said, I don't give a fuck if you watch my movies on iPhone. Mm-hmm. He said that. He's <laughs> like, that's fine. As long as you're watching my movies, yeah. that's all I care about. Right? Put it in Fortnite again. Put it in Fortnite. Yeah, I'll watch ten in Tenet Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, I don't want to hear this shit where it's like, come on, the power of theater and community and blah, 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 blah. You know what my movie-going experience is? Mm-hmm. Going to fucking, like, an AMC that's got sticky floors and somebody's on their fucking phone mm-hmm. probably, like, tweeting about the movie as they're watching it. Yeah. And I'm just getting drunk, sitting there on $7 um, IPAs. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my movie experience. What is this communal special thing <laughs> that apparently people talk about that they, that, that they think that is high art? Mm-hmm. No, man, movies should be... Experience- Experience how you want it's mm-hmm. just it's the content that matters not where you're watching it come on get get off the fucking high horse with that shit i mean
1: there is a kind of classic experience of going out to a movie and experiencing it with a group of people but horror sure. movies for the most part like are by large like not always a fun sort of movie to watch in theaters because people are laughing and, and being stupid at the wrong parts and i'm just like
0: hmm. yeah. yeah it depends on the i'd probably
1: rather watch that
0: um yeah, Candyman. Um, I was just like, oh, that'd be perfect if it came for streaming. Like, yeah, I would, I would buy that immediately because it looks so good.
1: Yeah, I feel like there could be a cool like in between model where a lot of these do come to streaming services, but like you know, people are seeing a hit from it regardless. So it's yeah. just like whether you release it in theaters or you release it in you know a streaming format, you're still losing one way or another. So you might as well just put it out.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where we're going to see going forward um, studios put less of a budget on their projects, mm-hmm. right? They might say to themselves, Maybe. let's let's do more stuff like Marvel going to the TV show format mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. Not to say that there won't be Marvel movies, but I'm just sure. saying I think studios are going to stop doing the whole like, oh, we're going to spend $200 million on this movie release worldwide and China is going to make most of our money back. You know, like that was like the theory for Transformers and all the Marvel movies oh, and shit. Yeah. That ain't going to work anymore right now. No. Or at least right now, it ain't gonna work, and I think they see that. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, it see it feels like Hollywood is gonna hold these fucking movies hostage, these twenty twenty survivors, like come like on, like Mortal Kombat, and be like, uh, what are we gonna, when are we gonna release that? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. <laughs> like people are, are, just gonna move on. These these goddamn blockbusters won't be seen. What well, a life.
1: It's almost like you're waiting for something that's just not gonna happen currently, because it's like yeah. we thought this was this whole pandemic was gonna be over, you know, by the summer, and by and large, it isn't, and it's still going on, and cases are worse than they've, you know, been. We see fucking, like, Seattle and other areas kind of hitting, like, record highs for things. So it's like, keep in mind, this is not going to be over for a while. So at some point, you just have to kind of bite the bullet and just put the thing out. Like, even, <laughs> yeah. even say things go back to a normal in, like, you know, 2021, where things are safe to reopen. A lot of those movie theaters are permanently closed now anyway, so, like, you're still going to hit, like, a, a limited release and extents. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know.
0: I, I think, you know, it's the same problem across the board, right? Is we're all waiting for, to go back to a reality that we can't. Yeah.
1: I, I would rather see a delay in the case of, like, you know, like the Batman where it's like and Jurassic Jurassic Park Dominion where it's like these things were delayed because production you know hit a halt because people were getting sick on set like I'd rather see stuff get delayed for that reason rather than companies just holding on to a movie just because they want to make the most money they can make off of it out of like it. a theater yeah. yeah just fucking release it on a streaming platform get it over with and move on to the next thing if it's good enough it'll sell yeah exactly if it's good enough it will sell let I the market decide a lot of the, the reason <laughs> Mulan didn't hit numbers is because it was poorly received mm. like a lot of people just kind of it was unilaterally agree that that movie was not what people wanted and it just
0: didn't hit the mark you know it's not gonna make that a billion dollars that aladdin made
1: no not at all
0: because um, people are sexist that's what it is daniel <laughs> that's exactly what it is
1: <laughs> but i feel like if you know black widow came out <laughs> and it was good and justifiable people would have spent the 30 bucks on it on disney plus to have it
0: yeah I would I have said it repeatedly. You yeah. fucking release that for 30 bucks. Oh, will, will pay for Black Widow.
1: The 69 million that was just box office, right? That didn't account yeah. for like
0: streaming revenue. Yeah, I don't think it did mm-hmm. for stream. Yeah, it was okay. just box office. Okay. So, I I am curious how that went, but when it comes to streaming, companies start acting like video game companies and start withholding their numbers. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't want to let you know how digital goes. Mm. Why? Just it's let us weird. Know. Just release the numbers, damn it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I want to release the release numbers. I got number 4 on here. Okay. This is uh, a warning for PlayStation Five users. PlayStation Five error is preventing users from downloading certain games. Now, multiple sources, including IGN, are reporting an insidious bug that you won't want to snack on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bug causes games and apps to show as queued for download without a means to actually download the content. IGN reported that this issue occurs when you first download content. That's yep. <laughs> Joe Scrabble's writes quote the bug can then seemingly take two forms, either listing the game slash app as queued for download or as having suffered a download error. Both will prompt you to check the downloads menu, which then shows nothing, end quote. My god. While the PS5 library will show you that you own the game, the PS5 store doesn't seem to agree and will prompt users to purchase the content, almost like a constant loop right Mm. now the bug is most prevalent for digital versions of call of duty black ops cold war apparently only the ps5 edition oddly enough Mm -hmm. spider-man remastered demon souls and sackboy blood vengeance the only fix seems to be a complete factory reset of the console which is not fun if you've spent any amount of time like you did getting your saves uploaded to the goddamn thing um i mean it took a lot of initial effort, but
1: by the time I actually got the right format for it, like doing the cloud, it only took like 30 minutes.
0: Don't give them leeway. So Don't let them have this, Daniel. <laughs> Sony has not commented on the problem, but hopefully they can address it ahead of the PlayStation 5's European launch on 11.19. Until it's fixed, customers may find the all-digital version of the PS5 far less attractive. Yeah, that was oh. the one thing that got me. It's like, the, the future is digital, mm-hmm. but then this kind of shit happens, yeah. and it's like, ooh. That's not going to make anybody smile. That's not fun. I'm not excited for the launch edition woes, my friend. I'm kind of nervous when I open mine up and something mm-hmm. very stupid happens. Like we, We've heard rare reports, but reports nonetheless, that people have had their consoles completely bricked. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Yeah,
1: with the remastered version of uh, Spider-Man for the PS4. Why
0: would Spidey hurt us? <laughs> Why? It's the new face. They can't render it.
1: <laughs> it's it's too beautiful and too true
0: <laughs> go back to the old face and it'll work fine
1: sidebar i like the face a lot now that i've actually seen it in action i think it's fine it works yeah yeah um works. although he sounds too old now. he does sound too old yeah, yeah yeah like yuri's like
0: oh how you doing miles <laughs> when he sees him
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of it's the launch woe where it's like a lot of people just say okay wait on a console don't buy it at launch because like all this shit's gonna happen you know like you, you can never like Foresee what's gonna happen until it does, and you know, for people's consoles to be bricked like day one, that sucks. These mm-hmm. machines are expensive; they're hard to come by right now, and like, yeah. I just, you know, you want you want a console to launch and have it not to, to have to not worry about anything. So the fact yeah. that like these download bugs for purchases, I are want
0: their, things to work when I buy them. just ridiculous. Call me old fashioned, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I heard Xbox Series X uh, has also had a few issues too. Mm-hmm. Uh, rare instances of bricking here and there mm-hmm. odd shit
1: i see like a lot of people are like faking it too where it's like <gasps> a lot of manipulated videos where it's like and it it comes from like twitter accounts where it's clearly like a sony pony um and they're like oh my fucking xbox bricked you know and they like there was a video of a dude where like his son was in the room and he's like what happened he's like it just shut off (laughs) it's like uh, but there was kind of cuts where it seemed a little bit manipulated um and then
0: who's his son cardboard
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then other instances where it's bricking for stupid reasons because people are like vaping directly into their console oh shit oh it's so cool so futuristic looking let's blow smoke into it no don't blow fucking smoke into your hard drive you
0: idiot (laughs) I would love to, I mean, well, first of all, don't release a console that can't take the smoke. Gamers are blowing them cotton plumes. That's true. Directly into those fans. That's the first thing that you should be fucking testing for,
1: right? How like, well can it hold my fucking uh, cherry blossom smoke?
0: Exactly, dude. How, like, you need to make sure that that's fine, because, come on, we live in the future. Mm. It's digital and vaping. True. Okay. All right. Do you smoke into your console? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I've been doing with my PS5 every night. I'm getting a contact
0: eye. it. <laughs> right into that bitch.
1: Yeah, I, I hope this thing doesn't brick. Um, I'm trying to be very, very careful with it. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully they just, you know, address it in a, a patch or an update. And yeah, please
0: patch that because I want to play Master. Patch remaster. that immediately. I want to I spend my whole... Wouldn't that be the fucking shit, Daniel? If my PlayStation... That Target is shipping on Tuesday for some goddamn reason. Fuck you, Target. Uh I pre-ordered that literally months ago. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Anyway, it comes and it bricks on my vacation.
1: That would suck. You on would my lose vacation. it. I would see the darkest side of Kevin I've seen in oh, years. Oh
0: dude, I would raise hell. I would I oh Herman Holst, he better he better be looking yeah. over his shoulder. Okay? Not to say that I'm I'm directly threatening him, but I am certainly indirectly threatening him. <laughs> For sure. I got two fun ones for you, man. Sure, make a fact. Back to backs, number five on here Elden Ring still exists, and Phil Spencer's played it. He, he, he told me, so I wrote a story. Phil? About this. Phil? You're holding out on us? In a recent interview with GameSpot, Phil Spencer revealed he's living the ideal gamer life and gets to post up with Hidetaka Miyazaki. Oh, yes. He I does. wonder what those hangouts look like. Um, probably kind of lame. Yeah,
1: I imagine, like, his Haidataka's mind is probably, like, so bleak and bizarre, but, like, he's probably such a normal dude otherwise. And just Phil just smiling on <laughs> the couch going,
0: I can't wait for this to come to Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through his friendship, Xbox Series Spencer got his hands on Elden Ring, the latest and greatest software from FromSoft. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, he actually told GameStop, quote, I've seen actually quite a bit. I've played quite a bit. As somebody who's played all of Miyazaki's games over the last, or sorry, at least the last decade, this is clearly the most ambitious game that he's done. Wow. I mean, you know, I love his games, but seeing some of the gameplay mechanics stuff that he's tackling, he and the team are tackling this time, seeing the setting, working with another creator in terms of story, I love it. (laughs) I love seeing him challenging himself. He's a good friend of mine, expanding his horizons. I think it's a good thing. End quote. End quote okay cool okay. I, interesting to think of them
1: hanging out <laughs> i yeah i
0: can't get over that yeah. i don't give a fuck about your game right now i yeah. want to know about that <laughs> i want to know like what do you guys do otherwise yeah. Do you just play games or do you guys like go go get some food or do you like play a little bit of golf
1: yeah do you hang out in the x-jet
0: right do you hang on the different x-jet, X-Jet. Not, okay. not the x-men x-jet what do you think miyazaki eats
1: uh, probably sushi pork rinds
0: i think Souls of the Lost Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Weary fat souls. Now George R.R. Martin helped create lore for the Elden universe. Uh-huh. Meaning he probably scribbled some old timey names on a napkin and slid it across a Waffle House table to Miyazaki. But also, Miyazaki won't stick around to watch you play his games? Yeah, that's a that's a thing I learned from the GameStop article. Wait, what? <laughs> Spencer said, quote, when he has me play, I go over, he has to leave the room. I think that's because I'm a bad player. <laughs> and then when he comes back, we'll have a conversation about things that I think. End quote. First of all, I love this stream of consciousness interview. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> that Spencer did with GameSpot. Uh, I guess that means he never checks out Sekiro speedruns. Probably Does, not. Can he just not watch his games ever? Or what? I think a lot of it is kind of
1: how... And I can relate to this feeling as well as a creator, where I have a piece of music that I've maybe worked on or something that I've written and like, if it's a piece of writing, I don't want anybody to read it out loud. Oh. Just read it and maybe tell me your thoughts later. Text me your thoughts later. Don't tell me in the okay. moment. Cause I get very like critical of it. Same thing with music where it's like, um, when I put out like this EP, like a long time ago or like music that I had that's recorded and people want to play it in the moment, I get like secondhand embarrassment oh my for God. myself. I'm just like, don't do that. No, just save that for when you're away and just text me your thoughts. later. Gotcha. So I feel like that's probably what it is for, uh,
0: miyazaki interesting you know johnny depp can't like watch himself in movies mm-hmm. like he won't go see a movie a like, lot of actors and, can't yeah, do that they're just like i don't like that yeah. it feels weird and i'm like oh no, yeah, that's fair that's fair i think it would be weird for me too
1: yeah you never watch like recorded videos of yourself like from
0: theater from theater mm-hmm. i don't think i have any
1: oh okay
0: that time doesn't exist anymore and what have i been recording
1: <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring, man, this seems like a fucking... Oh, right,
0: Elden Ring, there uh, is a game
1: in this conversation. I was going to say, it seems like a, a pipe dream that's so far away, especially because, like, George R.R. Martin, like, anytime I see his name attached to a thing now, it just delays it in my mind, like, <laughs> for, like, years. Yeah. But knowing that Miyazaki is actually the one, like, really, like, fucking helming it and pushing it forward, like, I have hope that it'll come out in, like, 2022, maybe. Oh, man, <laughs> I
0: don't know. I, I just want to see something, like, some sort of gameplay trailer, because, like, it, it does sound, like, really ambitious, where... Hey, what if Dark Souls were open world? Like, that's... Okay, cool. Let's see what that looks like. What does that yeah. mean? You can take on the different areas however you want, is one of the concepts. Mm-hmm.
1: In any order. Show and me then it has the Mega Man effect that we always talk about, where it's like you beat a boss, you take on like their special abilities. Yeah,
0: show me this. I won't see this shit. So. I'm into it. And if fucking Philly... Spence is playing it, there's gotta be something to see, right? Come on, Miyazaki. Yeah, why isn't... Why aren't you playing that with uh, Shuhei, or... Or I, I don't know, but you know what this means. Hmm. Bloodborne 2 ain't fucking happening. No. Not in a thousand years. God damn it. That's sad. It is sad. I want that. But hey, you can
1: play it on the uh, PlayStation Classics collection.
0: Yay! Locked <laughs> at 30 frames. Yay! <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's still there. It's <laughs> still a game. <laughs> Number six on here. Speaking of uh, games. Ghost of Tsushima is the fastest selling original PS4 exclusive. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. Oh, wow. I feel like we got a lot of those in the last two years. Yeah. Spider-Man's
1: the fastest selling exclusive. (laughs) Last of Us, part two, fastest selling
0: exclusive. True, true. Now, PlayStation World... Well, first of all, I think that's funny because (laughs) the way that they spun their language Uh on this one lets them say that it's the fastest selling for one specific criteria. Let me show you. So PlayStation Worldwide's Herman Hulse shared the good news on Twitter because if there isn't a tweet, it didn't happen. He wrote, quote... Ghost of Tsushima is our fastest-selling first-party original PS4 game with more than 5 million copies sold since its debut in July. What an incredible achievement by Sucker Punch, End quote. Mm-hmm. Now... When Herman says first party original, he means exclusive to Sony and not a sequel.
1: Gotcha.
0: The Last of Us Part 2 pushed 4 million units within 3 days, but the title is considered non-original <sighs> given that it's a sequel. All right, not a commentary about the content of the game, mm-hmm. it's just it is not the first of its kind. Now, if you want to look at an original title, Horizon Zero Dawn's debut saw about 3.4 million units sold in a 4-month time frame. Looking at Sucker Punch's own catalog, Infamous Second Son sold through 1 million unit- units in its first nine days on the market. Hmm. Now, what are the lifetime sales of that game, huh? No fucking clue. <laughs> Couldn't find it online at all. Game publishers only want you to pay attention when their games are successful. <laughs> okay, literally looked it up. There is no lifetime sales to be found for Second Son. <laughs> like, I, like What? Like, why? Who gives a shit? Just say what it is. Yeah, why
1: can't you just say at this point? It's been
0: so long. But the fact that I can't find an article that says, oh, it hit 5 million tells me, oh, did it not do very well? <laughs> I feel like it did more in free downloads than it did in actual oh, sales. Oh, shit. Just like Infamous 1?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was different. That was collateral damage. That was. That was. not
0: That was. What an event. <laughs> Never forget the blackout. The PSN blackout. Of 2011. <laughs> what a time. Now, but in that regard, Daniel, it seems Ghost of Tsushima is Sucker Punch's most successful game to date what's happening upstairs
1: i think our upstairs neighbors are giving us a little show there's some fucking happening up there roommates
0: oh my god we're not even fucking joking about this i'm pretty sure that our our neighbors are having sex in their bed don't
1: just, worry just gonna... they'll, they'll hit a rhythm it's, quick. They, it's like, quick they go in quick bursts usually <laughs> it'll stop and then it'll pick back up Wow! Well, congrats to Sucker Punch
0: and our upstairs neighbors. <laughs> um,
1: that is quite the accomplishment. <laughs> I'm keeping that hint, by the way. <laughs>
0: How could you not?
1: Know um, awesome! Ghost of Tsushima, amazing game. I love um, that game. Yeah, it's it's great to see it have like so much hype around it and continued life with the um, the Legends mode, um, which has been a lot of fun.
0: Uh, the Legends mode is such a surprise mm. in that game because like i i well first of all they didn't announce anything was coming like whereas last of us was like oh factions is happening mm-hmm. eventually mm-hmm. you know and like could be haven't... this
1: whole other experience but we're also going to delay it because it's going to take a lot of effort uh,
0: yeah, yeah yeah i mean okay cool but like sucker punch Didn't even let us know that was happening, and then they're like, hey, by the way, uh, in about a couple of weeks, you're going to see something real fucking cool. And it is cool! Yeah, they came in like
1: a ghost with it, and just surprised all of us. Shit, son. I know. Like a ghost with it.
0: Clementine, do you hear that? Like a ghost? Okay, she heard it. (laughs) But yeah, good for them, Sucker Punch. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the logical next step is for them to do a sequel on PS5, or Uh, work on Infamous again, or... What do you think? What's the next step for Sucker Punch?
1: They're they're just one studio proper, right? So it's not like other studios where they have like maybe like a B studio working on stuff as well.
0: As far as I know, they're just one Washington studio. It would really, really kind of visit. We should are they in Redmond? Where are they? I thought they were in Redmond. Okay, I remember them being in Redmond. Yeah.
1: They would be remiss not to fucking just like follow up with Ghost of Tsushima. Um.
0: Yeah, just just in the same way that Guerrilla Games, if like they followed up horizon with, with a kill zone. kill zone like would
1: make no sense i would slap them like keep the keep the steam going um the story of Jin and that ghost legacy is is far from from over i forget where they alluded to the where they might be going because they, they talk about is it Kyoto that they talk about in Ghost?
0: Yes, they do. Few so times.
1: I would love to see like Ghost of Kyoto or like something like that where it just takes place in another setting.
0: They're in Bellevue, by the way. Sucker oh, Punch. Bellevue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty close. Nice. We should go. Let's go visit. Let's go visit. That's like what? 40 minutes away? Not even? Barely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I go. My doctor's office is in Bellevue. Mm. Nice area. Yeah. I go there and I get some. What's the one food shop that's there that's nowhere else? Chick-fil-A. No, maybe,
1: maybe. I feel like there was a Chick Fil A. I think it was like a Chick Fil A. Yeah, yeah, oh wait, yeah. is it um yeah. by food shop? Do you mean like store, like grocery store? No, uh, like a Trader Joe's.
0: Oh. oh, I want a Trader Joe's. Yeah, that'd be cool. I have some good snakes. Fill
1: that empty lot with the Trader Joe's. Fill it. Well, I mean, okay. So it's <laughs> a circle back, if they went back to Infamous, I feel like they'd have to reinvent it again. Likely. Yeah. I, I don't I feel think like people are so far from like mm. what Infamous was.
0: Yeah, it came out at the it was a launch game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was forever ago. Or if not launch game, it came out like within the launch mm-hmm. period. I remember that. Second Sun didn't seem to set the world on fire, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I think people liked First Light a bit better, but mm-hmm. that was like DLC, so yeah, I don't know. Infamous two was such a good game that I was kind of surprised that I was just kind of lukewarm about mm-hmm. Second Sun. New character, Seattle setting and stuff. I thought it'd be cooler. Mm-hmm what's funny is that these guys are in Bellevue and that game doesn't look like Seattle at all. <laughs>
1: and it's interesting to see a studio like naughty dog who, you know, they're based out of California
0: right. to take a setting
1: like Seattle and just absolutely nail it. And nail it. Right. Yeah.
0: And then it's weird. And then sucker punch who's out of Bellevue. Absolutely nailed
1: Japan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like what's happening here. We need to be away from the subject to truly understand this insomnia. Event. Completely nailing New York. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> where's insomniac i think they're in dc or something right
1: maybe it's just the tunnel vision of like just being too close to the material and it's, it's got to yeah. be it man
0: you got to be away from it to really know it yeah. you know what i'm saying but yeah i i'm excited for them i'm it's a great thing like they did mm-hmm. a fantastic fucking game they made a fantastic game i enjoy the game through and through mm-hmm. and i got to tell you it's like it's high up there on my list for game of the year and this was a game that you know i was totally like i don't care about this mm-hmm. like before i was like why they haven't shown me anything I haven't seen any gameplay. It looks like Assassin's Creed with Samurai.
1: Oh, it's so much more than that, though. And then it turned into, so I wish great. Assassin's Creed
0: was like this yeah. game. <laughs> right? Like, fuck. By the way, now Assassin's Creed could never do a feudal Japan uh, game.
1: No, they had a lot of years to do it. I don't know why they never did. Yeah. Um,
0: it will be a copycat if they out. do it. Instead, they should do something like... Um, Something like Japan in the 40s. Something that we haven't seen before in games. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be really neat. Yeah. Like the Industrial Revolution coming to Japan. Something like that, man. Or, let's go to China. Mm-hmm. Boxer Rebellion. I've been saying it over and over. Yeah. Boxer Rebellion would be such a cool setting for an Assassin's Creed game. Do you say that a lot? I say it a lot. Hmm. Maybe because I saw the Boxer Rebellion in Buffy. Whatever.
1: You also see kind of a weird take on the Boxer Rebellion in Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> really yeah they mentioned in the bunch oh
0: my god yeah. you're right that was a weird one yeah I'm okay like,
1: okay like i get this alternate universe take that like bioshock is doing but like it just felt so like weird
0: and anachronistic yeah huh. <laughs> odd okay but anyway but yeah i think logical next step make a sequel yeah make a sequel to yeah. us there's no way like i feel like sony
1: bigwigs would slap their hands if they thought of doing anything else
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah Unless they had a good cadence of games already where it's like, you know, Naughty Dog, when they, they shifted from um, Uncharted 3 to do The Last of Us. It's like, we had three games with Nate.
0: Yeah. You know. You're done at that point. Unless you do a girl, Nate. Huh. They already did that. What? They did that. What was it called?
1: Uncharted Lost Legacy.
0: Oh, shit. When's that coming out? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, this has
0: been a, a whopper of an episode indeed it has indeed it time. has been a good time um trump lost trump did lose just want everyone to know that yeah, we have a new president elects we do Joe biden fuck yes yeah
1: well yeah i gotta say that was like definitely a, a few days cool. of like anxiety to see how like how the pendulum was gonna swing
0: yeah we haven't recorded since um mm-hmm. the results yeah essentially the last time we recorded, you guys can
1: check this out. Is we did a live episode of like all the movies we watched in October. It's this big Halloween jamboree. Check it out on our YouTube. Kevin uh, basically just did a little bit of editing for it and then put it up on YouTube to kind of just buffer our video content because we don't we have, have video anything content on now. there. So yeah, check that out on there. our YouTube channel, which is what just save room.
0: Uh, just look for the save room on YouTube. Room? We don't have like an actual. Yeah, we don't have a URL.
1: You're gonna find a lot of like John Legend. <laughs> covers, or yeah. John Legend, sorry, John Legend versions of the song The Save Room and covers right. of that, but we're not
0: that. We are we're not that. We're the other Save room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, we, we actually don't have like a URL name. I know. Because you, you can't get that until you have a certain amount of followers. That
1: weird transition point for YouTube was so weird. Where Mm. it used to be where you could have a backslash URL and they changed it
0: over time. You you can get one, but you need to have like 50 plus followers. Mm -hmm. We don't. So follow us on YouTube. So we can have that established uh, URL. Yeah, man. Be good. The save room. Consistent.
1: Check that out. Um, That was a fun time. Thank you guys for letting us experiment and do that one live. Um, Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at save room show tweet at us like tweet at us like your ps5 moments how much fun you're having with it or the xbox series x like it's a great time to be a gamer right now like so many fucking good games are out it's insane yeah there's a lot of great games like to just think that this it's this like non-stop rush of releases until the end of the year like i i don't know i'm i'm really it's exciting to see people's hype for these games that are coming up it's exciting to see like their screenshots and all the stuff they're sharing across like the new consoles so yeah just just tweet at us tell us what you're playing tell us what you're loving these days all right yeah well guys i gotta go man i gotta get off this podcast i gotta play my ps5 there's so much stuff like burning to be played right now yeah
0: that's cool (laughs) that you can play your ps5
1: (laughs) i broke the man that's cool if it's any concession i will just play the games that were released on the uh playstation classics collection or just bug snacks
0: just play bug snacks like or your astro yeah (laughs) none of the others i think
1: it's cool that those games are free at launch by the way yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: you need you need free content bro (laughs) that's how you get people in I mean, well, you also get them to buy a five hundred dollars console. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's you know they don't have the games passive at all. Obviously, like what that what Xbox Series X is launching with. Sure. So to have like this kind of really cool established. Catalog is is neat. They definitely needed it, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely gives people like stuff to play if they maybe didn't buy Spider Man or Demon Souls or whatever at launch. So
0: why wouldn't you? What's yeah. wrong with a person?
1: I don't know. I have people I know who don't even play Soulsborne games, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm picking up Demon Souls at launch, and I'm like, fucking really? They're yeah, like, yeah, it looks like awesome, and I'm like, that's cool to hear. Well, you're in for your yeah, treat. You're in for hell. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Game Pass, by the way, uh did you know that seventy percent of people that have bought the new console Series X or mm-hmm. S? Have Game Pass? Oh. Oh, That's a hell of an adoption rate.
1: I feel like that's kind of a given. Like, even mm. when I inevitably get my Series S, like, I'm gonna yeah. get Game Pass, like,
0: because, why not? I've moved away from wanting an S. Yeah? I want an X. Mm. I want that big shit. And I also want the first game to be a Halo game where Master Chief is stuck in an Xbox. <gasps> Yeah, and he goes through Xbox, uh, <laughs> Xbox history, kind of like an Astro, yeah. so it's just like a lot of gamers saying they're going to fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and a room where it's just jack-off suits. <laughs> jack-off suits, <laughs> Cheeto, and the Mountain Dew with the, the gamer-fuel Mountain Dew that they did. did, did you ever drank that shit? No, I
1: haven't. No, oh I haven't.
0: my god, it had it it was it came out for like ODST, ah. and it had like, you know, the Spartan armor on the talking. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it was orange and bad. Hmm. <laughs> I drank it, though. I love Mountain Dew.
1: Um, now I'm thinking of like imagining like the suit jacking off feeling through the dual sense.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, Xbox controller doesn't let that no. happen. Come on, yeah. Phil, you're too busy Phil. hanging
1: out with Miyazaki to make these vast improvements for your Phil, controller. Phil, <laughs>
0: man, we need that. We need that rumble, man. <laughs> that, that real royal rumble. All right, well, all right, Kevin. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.